Well, hello everyone. I'm your host, Cindy Ketzel. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nine to Thrive HR. In this podcast, we team up with experts to bring you the best in HR, talent management, and business strategy. We always love hearing from you. So if you do have suggestions for topics or guests to be interviewed, please send us an email at podcasts at hci.org. And I know I say this on every podcast, you all, but I legitimately mean this every time because I love what I'm doing. We are so excited to have Phoebe Anderson with us today. She is the executive director at Atlas Fellows, which she's going to talk a little bit more about here shortly. I thought this was really interesting and also makes sense, but Phoebe's first professional job after college was teaching sixth and seventh grade students. I don't know how you did it, but we love our teachers. And in addition to teaching for nearly two decades, Phoebe has worked at local and national nonprofit organizations to create positive conditions that enable students to realize their full potential. And just a fun fact here, we were just chit-chatting about where we are currently located, but Phoebe lives in Chicago, and I thought I got a little chuckle out of this. She's part of the Broken Heart Fan Club as a Cubs fan, except I see, and I don't follow baseball, but they must have won in 2016, Phoebe. Is that true? Oh, Cindy. Yes. (laughs) After more than 100 years, they finally won the World Series. It It was a big year. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're still riding on that. It hasn't even been a decade yet, so I'm sure there's still so much to get out of that. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much. I do mean that sincerely. Thank you so much for taking time to join us today. And I do want folks to understand what it is you're doing because this was new for me as well. So if you can tell us if there's anything else you want us to know about yourself, but also about Atlas Fellows and how this Atlas Fellows stands out from other similar programs. We'd love to hear a little bit more context. Yeah. So Atlas Fellows is a relatively new nonprofit organization. We're entering our third year, and our mission is to open doors for brilliant, under-resourced young people to access life-changing careers in finance. And we recruit and develop diverse high school seniors for careers in the finance industry by providing what we call our four ships, scholarship, internship, mentorship, and membership to a community of like-minded peers. So when you join Atlas as a high school senior, which we think is a really important inflection point for talent, you're given four years of those four ships. And I think what sets Atlas apart is our singular focus along with the depth and the breadth of our programming. We are laser focused on developing talent for the financial industry. And I think sometimes in nonprofit, mission clarity is so important. Otherwise, you can start doing a bunch of things and then you're not doing any of them exceptionally well. So we are exclusively focused on finance. And then along with that is the depth and breadth of the support that we offer the young people in our program. There's a lot of ways to help young people prepare to be successful in their careers. And we do them all and we do them for four years. So we're helping them get to and through college. We're helping them develop professional acumen. 
We're helping them build meaningful relationships with peers and mentors. And so I think we have a really clear-eyed approach to what it takes to achieve our mission. And we're really committed to doing whatever it takes to achieve the mission. Amazing. When I was reading a little bit more about Atlas and of course you putting it in your own words, you know, I could not do that justice. But, you know, we see so much about STEM or STEAM and what our communities are doing with that type of an initiative, but I don't see much on finance. So amazing, amazing what you're all doing. But let me, you said the ships are scholarship, internship. I think I missed the third one and membership was the fourth. Yep. And the third was mentorship. Mentor. Well, of course. I mean, how did I leave that out? <laughs> yeah, that would be an obvious one. And you're working with them all through those college years and really building up those ships for them. Yep. That is so awesome. Thank you for giving us a little bit more of an explanation in your words. And you said you're going into your third year. So what, if any, takeaways from your experience over these last couple of years has Atlas provided? Well, it's been a tremendous learning experience so far. And I think my two big takeaways so far are I am incredibly energized by the rising workforce. And I'm also convinced we have to invest in talent earlier. So first, let me talk about the talent that's out there. Like I mentioned, we start working with our fellows at the high school level. And I am blown away by the talent and the intelligence of our fellows. All of them maintain exceptionally high GPAs, and they manage to do all these really incredible things outside of school. They've started their investment clubs. They start sneaker reselling businesses to help support their families. And they're 17 years old. And so getting to know them and then getting to know them on an individual basis has been really exciting because I've realized talent is everywhere. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about there's a war for talent. It's so hard to find good talent. And that's just not true. There's talent everywhere. But the other thing that I've taken away is the significant gap that exists between these talented young people and the mechanisms for recruiting and developing them. So I feel like a good metaphor for this is a long hallway with lots of rooms that are connected with doorways. And each room represents an important part of the recruitment process to getting your first internship or your first job. And for some people who have grown up in the right circumstances, these doors that connect all the rooms are open and you just walk right through that hallway and you get your internship and you get your job. But if you are the first in your family to go to college, or you didn't have parents who worked in finance, or if no one's ever sat you down to put together a resume, there's a lot of closed doors. And it's really hard to open them all and get through that hallway. And so that's why we at Atlas like to say that we are in the business of opening doors, because we are figuring out how to get students through those doors, through that hallway, and shed light on what can be accomplished if you can just get through that hallway. Mm. And they're still kids. I mean, they're still kids. Yeah. You know, but really the reality is, right, there's still an adolescent brain is happening there and they've got all these closed doors. How do you prioritize? Which one do you open first? What are my resources? What support do I need? I mean, that's a lot for a kiddo. It's a lot. And it's a lot if you don't have anybody showing you or telling you what you need to do. Because also remember, they're in college. 
And so we think their primary job when they go to college is to be in college. But the internship reality is so competitive these days that it's almost like you have to be in college and a full-time job seeker just to be competitive. That's so much. I mean, my second semester of my first year, my grades really took a big dip. So I just, I mean, it's just, it's, I'm so grateful again, why I was so, when I was reading a little bit more about Atlas, I thought this is great at a high level, but then you're narrowing in on a topic that a lot of people aren't exposed to. We don't talk about it in our families oftentimes, right? So it is, it's a foreign topic for some. So you're kind of bringing in, like you said, both edges to this or both sides to it. You mentioned internship. So that is a question that I have for you. And we haven't had a chance on our podcast to talk about this. So I'd love to hear from your perspective. What is your take on why internships are so important for the development of young professionals? And what are you all doing at Atlas to help them achieve those professional milestones? Obviously, you've got your ships, you're helping them open doors, but what does that look like for you all? Yeah. One thing I've learned about internships is they're really rich learning opportunities. And I think usually our first association is we're learning about the substance, the content expertise that's required. What are you actually doing on a daily basis? But when you are an intern, you're also learning how to be a professional. You're learning how to build a network and you're learning about the importance of workplace culture. And oftentimes that's the biggest determinant of somebody's happiness or success within the workplace. So they're really good learning opportunities. The other thing is it's incredibly important exposure and practice. We get opportunities for exposure and practice all the time. You go out to different restaurants and you get exposure to different types of cuisine. If you play a sport, you practice and practice and practice. And then when we start to talk about jobs or somebody's profession, usually the way it works is like maybe you get three months of an internship and then you have to make some really important decisions. And so we at Atlas guarantee our fellows four summers of paid internships because we think they just need more exposure and practice to figure out what it is they really want to do when they graduate from college. I mean, I was following with bated breath, but you really grabbed me there because the other thought that came to mind is I don't know how many times I've taken on a challenge and people have been very clear to me about what that challenge is. And then I get into the challenge and I'm like, oh no, this is not what I was prepared for. So the fact that you're rallying behind and supporting that idea of our up and coming folks in the finance sector providing that exposure to be able to say, hey, is this the culture that I deem is a good fit or I'm a good add towards? Is it the right place for me? Do I like the work? Because I think that's hard, especially if you're new to any field, but I think that's hard to really know when it's just a piece of paper telling you what it's supposed to be. I agree completely. And I think a lot of us view internships as just a runway to full-time employment. A checkbox sometimes even, I think. I think that we need to broaden our thinking because I'll tell you, an internship, it's less risk if you hire an intern and they decide this isn't really what I want to do than if you hire a full-time employee and they decide this isn't what I want to do. 
And we've had experiences with fellows who have had internships and they decided they don't necessarily want to pursue that particular career long-term, but it's led them to understanding the career that they do want to pursue. And were it not for those short summer experiences, these fellows might not have really understood what they wanted to do. And then the sector would be missing out on that incredible talent. Absolutely. Well, you know, you had talked about the rich learning opportunities, it's content experience, it's learning about the culture, being a professional, building your network, but also it's like a self-serving coaching, if you will, right? It's automatically being able to see, maybe not automatically, that's probably a little harsh to say, but this group of fellows, it's also an opportunity. It kind of, you know, you all are providing that mentorship. So you're giving them somebody to chat back with as they're deciding is if this is what I want to do. And if it's not, that's okay that it's not a great fit and we can move on. And I think people miss out on that opportunity. Absolutely. So you're adding, you know, you're adding that into their portfolio as well. So on the other side of this, why is investing, if I think about the organization, the firm, the nonprofit, whomever, you know, the fellows are interning with for that summer, why is investing in that talent for those organizations how can it lead to that long-term success? And then how is Atlas set up to uniquely set up to deliver on that principle or idea? Well, I think from the employer point of view, the concept of thinking about internships expansively is really low risk, high reward. You know, we've talked a little bit so far about how we just think of it as an on-ramp to full-time employment. But if you start to think of it more of an exposure program, First, I think there's really good ROI. So if your intern decides, as I mentioned before, that they don't want to pursue a career in this field, that's such a better realization for an intern to make than a full-time employee because recruiting and hiring and onboarding at the full-time employment level is so time and resource intensive. The other thing that we've seen happen in Atlas is when internships are thoughtfully structured, they can be really strong marketing and awareness building opportunities because no matter what the intern finally decides, if they have a good experience, young people talk. We've seen two of our partners here at Atlas who offered outstanding summer experiences last summer. And this summer, fellows are asking to go there. Everyone wants to work there. And so when these fellows graduate from college, these firms are going to be poised to hire any one of them because of the reputation that they're building. But I think that this shift in thinking, you know, beginning internship programs earlier, being a little more risk tolerant that it might not always lead to full-time employment, it takes some really serious infrastructure. And I think that's Atlas's value add, right? So to recruit early young people, to have a deep understanding of the population with whom you're working with, all those things are really important. And that's exactly what Atlas does. So instead of creating a whole new work stream and investing a lot of money and finding students, a firm can simply come to Atlas and we can source candidates for them. You're moving the boulder. Yep. Wow. But you're still at that precipice, right? Making it through that first four or five years, however long it's taking folks. How cool is that? Yeah. It's amazing. On that note, 
Phoebe, is there a case study or are there any case studies that you would be able to share with us, obviously heading into your third summer, but on Atlas Fellows and so far their journey in this finance sector? Oh, there's so many. I bet there are. I have to tell you about all of them. (laughs) I know. I know. I'll share about Sandra, who, you know, I openly talk about Sandra. She's part of our very first cohort of Atlas Fellows. She's the daughter of Mexican immigrants. And for Sandra, what Atlas has done is really allowed her to explore different opportunities to come to the career that she's excited to pursue. So she came to Atlas with a sincere interest in finance, but limited knowledge of the profession, right? We always talk about really the breadth of career opportunities available under the finance umbrella. Her first summer and her second summer were all about exploration. She did some coding during her first summer at Ballyasnia Asset Management. Last summer, she worked at a Chicago-based fintech firm. And I think together, these experiences really helped her decide what she wants to do with her future. And she's realized she wants to work in private equity. But what her two summers taught her was that she wants to be involved specifically in technology through a tech industry team in private equity. And without Atlas, I don't know that Sandra would have come to that realization. But because she has, whoever hires her is going to be extremely lucky because she is incredibly hardworking. She asks the greatest questions. She brings a really great perspective. And so some firm out there is going to hit the talent jackpot because Sandra has been able to learn and explore. So early. So early. So early. And you said earlier, well, A, congratulations to Sandra because she already sounds like a phenomenal person. And you are absolutely right. Anybody that in in any part of this journey that she's on, they're going to be fortunate to have her, whether it's an intern or as a professional full-time employee. But gosh, that is just so incredible to think about at a young age how incredible it is that she's already figuring out what direction she wants to go in. And that's building her professional repertoire already right there. To have that critical thinking. Well, I guess I'm making an assumption since they've joined as seniors. So are we talking about somebody who's now maybe a sophomore or junior in college? Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. I admire that so much that you're offering that support like you said, the infrastructure, the safety net to be able to say, I really liked what I've learned here, but I know more specifically what I want and it may or may not be directly in finance. Yeah. That's incredible. How, and we don't Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we don't typically get those choices when it comes to no, our professional no, lives. No, because you just start working. Right. And it's, It's a little strange to me because we get choices like that in most other areas of our life. Like when you go to college, you take a few classes and then you major in what you like or what you're good at. But then when it's time to get a full-time job, you usually just get a full-time job because you get offered one. Yeah. You know, I will say this about newer generations into the workforce. While it, it does, as you mentioned earlier, the resources that organizations invest 
for that onboarding, the training, the tools, what have you to get new employees up and running, that is time consuming. It's resource consuming for then for me to say, I know this is not a right fit for me. Or you're like me and you end up in a role for way too long, right? Because you're like, well, I already know what I'm doing. (laughs) Ah, these fellows are acquiring that skill set that probably a lot of folks when they leave college don't have quite yet to make those critical decisions. Yep. The group of folks at Atlas that are working with these fellows, are you all... Are you a lot of you former teachers? Are you coaches? Are you people that are just humanely interested in seeing young talent succeed? Like, what does that look like? Who's working with your fellows? Well, I'm so glad you asked that question because I have a world-class team. And so now I get to talk about them. And you make it sound like we have 50 people making this operation possible. I know you don't. I know you don't. There's three of us. Oh my gosh. But here's what I think is so interesting about our team. None of us started out wanting to do this. So we are real life examples of why exposure and opportunity matter. I'm a former teacher. I work with somebody who is a former stand-up comedian turned teacher, turned nonprofit. And then our third team member is also an aspiring actor. And he's really passionate about our mission and has been able to apply his skills to this line of work. So again, you start to see different experiences and exposure take you along different paths and Ultimately, you end up where you're supposed to be, but hopefully sooner rather than later. But I think we all come to the table with a strong belief in the mission and some experience of working with similar populations, which I actually think is another thing that makes us stand out. We have a really, really deep understanding of the population we're working with and what they need in order to be successful. And a lot of times the people who are in charge of recruiting or designing internship programs don't have that same skill set. So I think we can be really complementary to the people with whom we partner. I just can imagine the skill set, right? And also to have an improv comedian. I mean, how fun (laughs) and funny could that potentially be in a day? But, you know, I think about long ago when I was... um, I was squiggly line too, right? It just took me longer to figure it out, but I didn't have a direct flight, if you will, to where I am today. But there was along my path, as I started to move into the field of learning and development, I did meet somebody who supplemented as a facilitator, supplemented her skill set by taking improv classes. It's really great if you're working with young people, trying like trying to get their attention, trying to keep them engaged. It's great for me because I get to work with people who are funny and creative. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know for her, she would always say, you know, anytime you're in a teaching role, a training role, a coaching role, oftentimes, you know, a question may come out of left field and how do you manage that, right? How do you work through? And so those improv skills definitely come in handy. Yep. Oh gosh. Anything else? I know this has been a delightful conversation and I'm so grateful 
to know more about Atlas, to know more about Atlas Fellows, and to know more about you, Phoebe, and the passion that you have for this. And I cannot believe you're doing everything you're doing with three people. Um, but anything else you want to share before we wrap up here? Well, first, I would say thank you for having me. I always say I'll talk about Atlas to anyone, anytime, because I believe so strongly in our mission. And I think I would just encourage people to think expansively about the purpose of an internship beyond just a pipeline to full-time employment. I think if we can use it as an early exposure and talent development tool, we will ultimately have better and stronger talent within our workplaces. And one thing I've learned working within the finance realm is that risk is a really important concept. And I would just encourage everyone to embrace a little more risk when it comes to their internship programs. Love that. And, you know, we want you to come back as Atlas ends up being nationwide or international because I can see your founding principles or your infrastructure that you're building. I can see this just being a wonderful template, I suppose, for other organizations or, you know, nonprofits like yourself to really implement across the country. So, yeah, we're going to have we'll have to have you back, Phoebe. We can do a live show from London or Dubai. Of course we can. Yes, yes, yes. We would love that. We would love that. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I have enjoyed it. And good luck to all of your Atlas fellows, especially Sandra. Thank you for letting Phoebe share a little bit about you too. But uh, good luck to all of your fellows. We can't wait to hear their progress. All right. Well, Nine to Thrive listeners, just a quick couple of reminders. One, our email podcasts at hci.org. If you do have any brilliant suggestions or recommendations for us for our podcast, also be sure to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Your rating helps other professionals and talent-minded people discover our program. For Nine to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, we appreciate you for tuning in. Make it a great day, everyone.